93.3 FM Stereo My radio station Your radio station Our radio station The Voice of the Cape Madrasa on A It's time for the nasiha, the spiritual reminder on a daily basis. We try to get the advisors of our ulama and scholars learning from them. And I always give this example that our, our heart looks like a, a phone battery. If we don't charge it with ilm, with knowledge, with reminders, it will turn flat. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep on reminding us, Allahumma ameen, fa'inna dhikra tanfa'ul mu'mineen. Indeed, reminder is beneficial to the believers. We are honored to have Mawlana Munir Adams, um, and uh, he will be speaking to us today about the finality of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let's welcome Mawlana. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum wa salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Shaykh. How are you? Alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah. Jazakallah khairan, Mawlana. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless you and to increase you in knowledge and that Allah benefit us from your knowledge. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. You may begin, Mawlana, with the nasiha, inshaAllah, and we have till 22. Bismillah. Wa alaykum wa salakallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to the respected listeners. Alhamdulillah, I'm very uh, um, honored and privileged to be addressing you today. And uh, the very important aspect um, of our principles of belief, what we refer to as our aqaid, um, uh, with regards to the Prophet Muhammad wasalam, we believe that he was the chosen messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We believe that he was a special messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But also one of the cardinal principles with regard to our belief is the belief in the finality of the Prophethood of Muhammad This does not only imply that the Prophethood of the Prophet Muhammad in itself came to an end, but rather that the Prophet Muhammad was the seal to all Prophethood. And what are the implications of this? First of all, the implications of this is that there would be no other Prophets coming after the Prophet Muhammad so therefore, any person who claims prophethood after the demise of the Prophet Muhammad would be considered to be a false prophet and he would consider it to be a heretic. And similar to this also, it also means that because prophethood has ceased and come to an end, it similarly also means that the revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has similarly also come to an end. In fact, in one of the beautiful narrations, um, recorded in the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu and the seer of the Prophet Sallallahu rather, it is that after the demise of the Prophet Sallallahu Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq and Sayyidina Umar al-Faruq 
they know they knew that it was the practice and the habit of Nabi Sallallahu to visit Ummi Ayman. Ummi Ayman was a very unique lady in that she was the only personality to have been present at the birth and the demise of the Prophet Sallallahu Her name was Baraka and she was known as Ummi Ayman. She was also the sort of uh, um, caregiver of the Prophet during his infancy and she was a comforter and a source of support to him throughout his life and throughout his mission. So after the demise of the Prophet Sayyidina Abu Bakr Sayyidina Umar they went to visit Umi Ayman. And when they approached her, they found her looking at them and she started crying. And because she was crying, they appreciated her close relationship with the Prophet and they sought to console her. And whilst they were consoling her, she advised them that she was not crying out of the loss of the Prophet ﷺ only. And they inquired from her, but why then was she crying? She said that she cried because the demise of the Prophet ﷺ signified the end of revelation. In Qatar al it signified that revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would no more be sent down to this earth through which people will become guided. So we understand from this that revelation has ceased in addition to the finality of prophethood. However, the Prophet ﷺ left us with a complete deen, and that this deen was completed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. In fact, the Prophet ﷺ came to complete deen in its totality if we consider that the commencement of deen and revelation started with the coming of Nabi Adam alayhi salatu wasalam to this world, there were various prophets at various stages, various sources of revelation sent down at various stages. But all of those prophethoods, all of those prophets and all of the revelation was to serve only a temporary purpose. In contrast to this, we find that the teachings of Nabi Muhammad wasallam came as a seal for all of the previous prophets and revelation and that his prophethood and revelation would remain in this world until the end of time, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had, as part of the finality of prophethood, by himself, taking it upon himself to preserve the revelation sent down to Nabi Sallallahu in the form of the Qur'an, and also in the form of the divine discourses of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, by way of his And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala implemented an institution referred to as scholarship. And this scholarship by means of which we find our ulama, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala utilized this as a means and as a concomitant to the finality of prophethood in order to preserve the teachings of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu That's why we will find that in every year subsequent to the demise of the Prophet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought about such men, such rijal that became the scholars of deen and through whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then preserved his deen. So that is why we find that various avenues Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala utilizes for the preservation of his deen. That the Prophet also came with three particular kinds of efforts in order to bring the completion of deen into existence. One was that of inviting people towards the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and explaining to them the the greatness and the qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in addition to this, Nabi Sallam would then teach them, Yatlu alayhim ayati, wa yuzakihim, wa yamun kitab wal hikmah, 
the Prophet ﷺ would engage them in, in Tazkiyah, the Prophet would engage them in the Ta'aleem of Qur'an and Hikmah, which generally the Mufassirun refer to as the Sunnah teachings of Nabi Wasallam. And subsequent to this, we will find that these three duties became the primary engrossment of the subsequent scholars of Islam. So that is why Islam is such an extremely rich um, legacy and heritage of scholarship. And that is why it is important for us to appreciate that the finality of prophethood does not mean that deen subsequently also, you know, came to an end. Revelation came to an end, prophethood came to an end, but deen was to continue. So a concomitant to this finality of prophethood was the institution of ulama, the institution of scholarship. And that is also why in preservation of the principles of our belief in this finality of prophethood, it is therefore also important for us to appreciate the work done by our scholars. And that is also why I must be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that here in our very own city of Cape Town, we do find, alhamdulillah, institutions um, that have taken it upon themselves in order to nurture and rear scholars that could continue with this vital aspect of the preservation of our deen um, because it is a requirement um, uh, for the preservation of deen subsequent to the finality of prophethood. I don't know how much time I've still got left, whether I may continue speaking, or whether you would indicate to me that my time has expired. No, we still have time, Mariam, we still have time. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So, alhamdulillah, as I mentioned, and we here in Cape Town, we are well aware of two particular institutions that are relevant to this aspect of the, of the finality of, of, of prophethood. One is the preservation of Qur'an through the tahfiz of Qur'an. And as we know, South, South Africa, and in particular Cape Town, has a very rich um, heritage and legacy in the preservation of Qur'an. That is why also we encourage our masajid that when it comes to the time of Ramadan, that we should you know, exert ourselves in order to reach a khatam of Qur'an in Tarawih Salah in every masjid. Because that is part of the legacy of Khatam al Similarly, it is also imperative that we um, uh, support our, our religious um, uh, in seminaries where the, the training of our ulama takes place um, uh, in order to study the sciences of Quran, the sciences of hadith, the various sciences of, of Islam and deen, and that we should support this because supporting these institutions in reality is the fortification of our belief in the finality of the prophethood of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So that is why I would encourage you know our listeners to inquire whether there are these kinds of institutions and there are many alhamdulillah we have various institutions and we should we should support these institutions as this is the augmentation of that very vital principle because if we stop believing in the finality of the prophet of muhammad then it means that the entire um, foundation and edifice of our deen would become unstuck because then it would open the the doors to all other kinds of fitness it would, you know, open in reality the door towards us being led astray. So as a means of preservation of our principles of belief, a means of the preservation of our deen, it is necessary for us to ensure that we, that we have properly qualified ulama as representatives of the finality of the prophethood of Nabi Muhammad by, by having been trained uh, and qualified 
in the required sciences of, of, of uh, Islam, the teachings of Nabi Muhammad Sallam, the proper understanding of Quran, because we will find that in order to mislead us, there are people who would seek to um, reinterpret Quran outside of the parameters of the principles laid down by Nabi Muhammad Sallam. They would seek to interpret hadith again outside of the parameters laid down for us by our beloved Nabi Muhammad Sallam. So even though the, the Prophet would, in terms of Nabi Sallam's life, came to an end, the revelation from Allah SWT came to an end, Nabi Sallam laid down such principles and guidelines by means of which the deen would be preserved and carried forward from generation to generation via its scholars. So in reality we find the hadith of Prophet expressing to us that al-ulama warasatul anbiya that our scholars they are the ears of the prophets because by believing in the finality of the prophet of Nabi Muhammad you by implication have to believe in all of the prior prophets it's a, it's a requirement to believe in the prior prophets in order to believe in the finality of the prophethood of Nabi Muhammad and that these scholars continue this legacy and that in this, this regard, it is also important for us to protect this belief of ours and to ensure that we have these qualified people so that when others seek to deceive us by coming with new interpretations of Quran, coming with reinterpretations of hadith, um, outside of the parameters, yes, it is necessary for our scholars to apply themselves to Quran, to apply themselves to hadith in order to enable us in every era to know how to apply the teachings of Quran and Hadith because the reality is that the human beings, they are evolving whether for the better or for the worse um, and that at every given stage in human life and existence we require guidance and that guidance is contained in Quran and Hadith so every person in every year who requires guidance requires to have a relationship with the Quran, a relationship with the Hadith of Nabi Sallam, and for this reason he requires the intermediary of the scholars of deen until that person acquires the capacity himself to be able to extract the, 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 the teachings of Quran and Hadith in order to live a guided life. So in this regard, Again, as I mentioned, you know, we have our, our, our scholars to appreciate our scholars and also to come to appreciate, you know, that in every era that we find our scholars, they come from the, 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 the people of their community, the people of their society. And as such, there are also very um, many influence on them, many challenges on them. So, yes, when we look at the scholars of the past, when we look at the Prophet when we look at the companions, then we find that they definitely set a very high standard of belief, high standard of practice, high standard of moral code. And sometimes when we look at our modern-day ulama and we compare them to those giants of the past, then it might seem as though they are falling short. And in reality, by comparison to others of the past, yes, I'm the first to admit that we will fall way short. And the reason for this is because they lived in what the Prophet referred to as the Khairul Qurun. Even the Prophet testified that that was the Khairul Qurun. In one of the hadith reported by Anas, you know, Ibn Malik, he mentions that Nabi Sallallahu mentioned that there is no generation that follows another generation except that the subsequent generation will be worse than the prior generation. So when we are looking at our ulama and our scholars, yes, the, the quality and standards set by the Prophet and companions, that is what I can assure you our, our students, our scholars are aspiring to and what they are seeking to attain.
but they are faced with many challenges which in reality did not exist in the generations before them. And also they tried to utilize the available you know, resources in order to disseminate the teachings of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu and it is therefore necessary for us as the public to appreciate these challenges faced by them, assist them where we can and also to derive as much benefit from them as we can because if we are not going to derive these benefits from our scholars, then we will find that that very, that very founding principle of the belief in the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu and the belief in his finality of prophethood, we will find that this will gradually be corroded and corroded until we will become susceptible to foreign beliefs. We will open ourselves up to foreign interpretations of Quran, foreign interpretations of Hadith, and that ultimately Allah save us and Allah forbid will lead us on an individual and collective basis to become a stay and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know protect us from this and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fortify our ulama in order to guide them and assist them in always you know guiding us to the straight path imparting to us the the the, the teachings and the legacy of the Prophet Muhammad because they themselves are part of the of the reality and a concomitant to the belief in the finality of the Prophet Muhammad Jazakallah khairan, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from you. Barakallah feekum for this uh, important, I feel it's important uh, topic indeed that you discussed today, the finality of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you, Mulana, and benefit us from your knowledge of this. Jazakallah khairan. Barakallah. Assalamu alaikum wa this was Fadilat Sheikh Munir Adams, and he was discussing uh, today the finality of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the last of the prophets. The Prophet sallallahu said, "I'm the last brick, and he is indeed the last Prophet sallallahu alaihi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam." The Voice of the Cape, ninety-one point three FM stereo.